Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 51. Today, I'll be interviewing Megan Alexander, author of the children's book, One More Hug. Megan Alexander is an Emmy-nominated national news correspondent, author, speaker, and actress. She can be seen every evening as a correspondent on the longest-running, top-rated, syndicated national news magazine television show, Inside Edition. An actress and producer, her film credits include roles in the movies Space Warriors, Redeemed Heartbeats, and in the television dramas Nashville on ABC, and Still the King on CMT. She is executive producer of the feature film Heartbeats. Megan hosts the nationally televised Inspirational Country Music Awards each year from Nashville, Tennessee. Her first book, Faith in the Spotlight, Thriving in Your Career While Staying True to Your Beliefs, was released by Simon & Schuster on October 4, 2016. Today, we'll be talking about her picture book, One More Hug, which was released in November 2019. Megan splits her time between New York City and Nashville. She has a husband and two sons. And if you want to learn more about Megan, visit her website at meganalexander.com because her website is full of amazing things that Megan's up to, and it's really amazing. So thank you so much for being here today, Megan. Thanks for having me, Becca. So I'm really excited to talk about your book because I feel like it's very appropriate. Um, I mean, I think anytime, but especially now um, during this pandemic about, you know, needing more, more hugs for sure. Um, And I just wanted you to maybe just give a little bit of a synopsis of the book, One More Hug, and what inspired you to write it. Sure. Well, the book came about because my oldest son, Chase, who is now eight, When he was five years old and getting ready to go to kindergarten and waiting in line for the bus as it rolled up to the bus stop in our neighborhood, um, he got really nervous and he was at the front of the line and then he ran to the back of the line and ran back to me multiple times and said, mama, one more hug, one more hug. And pretty soon, you know, he's the last one getting on the bus. Well, that didn't just happen the first day of school. That happened repeatedly, weeks years. It still went on when he was in first grade and a little bit when he was in second grade. And at first, my husband and I were, you know, sort of hurrying him along, like, let's get going, you know, one more hug. Okay, time to get going, buddy. And then in conversations with other parents and with each other, we realized my son was looking for reassurance. I mean, there was something going on there that he was so anxious and so nervous. Um, I travel a lot. Mommy travels a lot. I know that was probably running through his mind. And so we just said, you know what, let's just grab him and hold him tight and always be there for those one more hugs. And so it became a saying in our family where my husband would say, there's always time for one more hug. And that became our saying. We would just hold Chase tight and hug him. And especially just him and I really started having this little connection where he'd run back one more hug, mama. And I'd say, you bet Chase, one more hug. And, um, I was talking to Simon and Schuster about an idea for a children's book and I had all these different ideas and they graciously entertained all my thoughts. And then my wonderful editor, Karen Nagel said, well, tell me about your family. How are your kids doing? What's going on in your life? 
And I just told her the story of my son. I was like, well, my son's got some anxiety about getting on the school bus and he's constantly running back for one more hug. And Karen just said, Megan, that is your book. That is your book. And, you know, Becca, I'm sure you've heard this from other authors. When it's meant to be, the words just come out so easily onto the paper. This book just took shape. And One More Hug is literally, you know, the life of my son and I waiting for the school bus and him running back for one more hug. And now as an eight-year-old, he still does it, you know, when I tuck him in for bed or when he's, you know, going off to a play date or something. So it's, it's, it's that need for reassurance and love. And so many families have said that they can relate. And wow, more than ever in today's world, especially with this pandemic, it's, you know, kids need that reassurance. The world is unsettling. I mean, it already is scary and unsettling to them, but now with all these changes and with homeschooling and their routines being all, you know, disheveled, wow. Uh, you know, I'm sure a ton of kids are calling out for one more hug and adults too. I need one more hug right now as well. Exactly. And I think the other thing too, is that we can, we have our family to hug, right? Yes. But because of social distancing, we can't hug other people too. So I think that's just another reassurance that we need to give our kids tons of affection also to each other as well. I mean, I'm glad you brought up that point. Um, what I loved about your book was that the progression through time I thought was really interesting. Thank you. Yes. You know, as we were writing the book, I mean, like I said, this started in kindergarten and then continued in first grade and second grade. And now he's in the third grade and I have a four-year-old son who has watched his brother asked for one more hug. His, his name's Catcher, my four-year-old. And so he's now asking for one more hug. I mean, it really shows, you know, how much the kids pick up on each other. And, and, and yeah, as we were writing the book, you know, you can't help but think, oh my goodness, will this go away? Will my son eventually outgrow this? And I need to cherish these moments and cherish these requests. And so we decided to take the story you know, as he grows up and, be, you know, becomes more confident, but still needs one more hug for those different life moments, whether it's trying out for the school play, you know, maybe running track in high school. And then at the end of the story, obviously, you know, that moment where he drives away and is, you know, headed to college and then runs back for one more hug. And um, I, I'm really glad we did decide to have that that progression because Becca, it's been interesting, quite a few men, gentlemen, older men have said to me, I always want one more hug. I mean, I, and it's interesting too. I, I, I believe that something bigger has also come from the conversation through this book of one more hug. And that is that don't we want to always encourage our boys when they become men to express their feelings, to express what they need, you know, that ultimately makes the best boyfriends, husbands, fathers, so that has been fun, sort of that spinoff conversation of, hey, it's always okay to share what you need. Yeah, I, I love that. I can't agree with you more. And what I, I love about, I, what I love, what I took away from the story, because like, you know, just in conversation with some of my friends, like, they're like, oh, my kids are getting older and they're not going to, you know, like need me as much. And, and what I always say is that, you know, I always needed my parents and I always needed my mom. Um, and that as you get older, you always need hugs. Yes. You know, like that reassurance because, you know, everyone's going through different things, especially during this time. But what I love about the progression through time is that no matter how old you get, you always need your mom. You know, like I, that's, yes. what I, that's what I took away from it because, you know, it, it was 
like I had, you know, such a strong connection with my mom and it was always like something that my mom like, well, you know, giving me lots of hugs. And I don't know. I always said to, I would always say to my friends that, you know, we're like, you know, as the kids were getting older, oh, they're not little anymore, this and that. But I'm like, you always need your parent and you always yes. need it's always good to have hugs. And I just thought, I just love that. I, I really love that. But I also love your point about boys, you know, being affectionate and showing their feelings because it's, we should all be able to express our feelings. Sure. Yeah. You touched on two great things there. Um, I, I, yes, I think, you know, for me, my parents are, um, in their late sixties. And I had a similar conversation with them about this and just, there's nothing like getting that hug from a loved one, whether it's a parent, grandparent, you know, maybe a teacher, a lot of teachers, you know, have said that to me in, in, you know, conversations with their students, how just being available for those moments too. And, and, you know, remembering that people still need hugs. I mean, it was, it was a blessing for me to then, you know, look to my parents also when I was writing this book and think, you know, I still need to ask for that. I should never be, you know, shy as a, as an older person to want to have one more hug too. So you bring up a great point. And, um, it's, it's, it was neat to have the conversation with my son when I told him, Hey, mommy's going to write a story about our relationship and this story. And, you know, you could see his little mind processing it and, you know, taking it in and maybe that planted a little seed in him too, that, hey, we're celebrating this. You know, this isn't something to be, you know, ashamed of or embarrassed of. We're celebrating that you're reaching out for one more hug. And let's always do that. Well, I think it's a true gift to give to your child to have a book like this. It's really, it's it's a beautiful message and beautiful story. Um, Thank you. So the, so the next thing, because you have so many different things that, you know, you do for your career, but I wanted to ask you just, you know, specifically about your career as a correspondent. Um, how has that shaped you as a writer? Because, I, you know, you've written one, an adult book, and now you've written a children's book. So I just, I wanted to ask you that. Yeah, that is also a great question. Um, so the world of television news, is, I feel like we are constantly fighting the clock and editing things down. I mean, there are so many wonderful moments that end up on, you know, what we call the cutting room floor. And so how that has helped me is I, I think I've gotten good at making things concise, simplifying the story, um, you know, write what you know. And again, that was thanks to my editor that I, that I ended up, you know, having this be the story of my son and I's relationship because she said, write what you know and keep it simple. Those were the two things that really came out of this process for me. And so I think television news has helped me Keep it simple because we're constantly fighting the clock. Therefore, we're always editing our work. So that wasn't as hard for me um, because, you know, you can't be too wordy with a 16-page children's picture book. But um, but then also the, you know, write what you know. I mean, you don't try to be an expert in something else. Um, when I think of some of the ideas I pitched, <laughs> Simon and Schuster, I thought they were cool, you know, but I, I know my son. I know you know, our relationship and being a mom. And so I think that has helped too. I would say those are the two things is write what you know, and then just keep it simple. It's, there's such beauty and simplicity, I think with children's books. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up that point because I think sometimes, you know, when you're writing a book and it's, I know I've done it because, you know, I've written children's books is that sometimes we tend to get wordy as adults yes. and we don't realize how wordy it is in a picture book. Um, and it's true because sometimes the most simplest, let's say in words, in books actually have like a very complex message. 
that you don't need a lot of words to, um, to communicate a message. So I I, I really like that with regards to being simple, because sometimes as adults, it's also hard to simplify in a way, because we're so wordy. I mean, I'm also a speech pathologist, so I tend to just have way too many (laughs) words. Um, But yeah, but I, I think sometimes that is the hardest, the hardest part, because, you know, sometimes when people have asked me about their work and their, their story is so long and so many words, and then they want to make it a picture book. And it, and even when you're, because re- I read aloud a lot, it doesn't, it doesn't work when there's so many words. So I think that was, I think it was a really good point that you talked about just editing down and keeping it simple. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's that, that has, that process has worked for me and, you know, it's also, there's a beauty in knowing that it can only be so long. I think the deadline of television news has helped me too, where I just know my boss says the story can only be two to three minutes in length. You're going to have to figure it out. It's, it's amazing what you can do when you know this is what you got to work with. <laughs> so, so one of the questions I want to ask you as a mom, you know, what has helped you during this time, during this pandemic with your family? If you want, if you could give any tips for other parents out there, because I know we all have our stories and we all have different things that have worked for us and you're juggling a lot of different things, you know, working and being at home. Um, I know, you know, just the online learning with, you know, as a parent, that is a lot to manage. So I was wondering if you could talk about that for a couple minutes. Sure. Well, I mean, I would say pour yourself a cup of grace every morning. (laughs) When we began this remote learning journey, I mean, my hat goes off to all the teachers. When, when all the work started coming down, my, my children go to a private Christian school. And when the checklist started coming in, I really just panicked. I thought, oh my goodness, how am I going to do all this? So, you know, everyone does it differently. And it's, it's been fun to talk to other moms and realize we all have a different system. We're just figuring it out. We didn't know this was going to happen and let's treat it as a grand adventure. I mean, I have one friend who's a nurse and she just said, hey, let's treat this as an adventure. So I will tell you, Becca, we have our moments where all the kids are, believe it or not, wearing their school uniforms and sitting at the dining room table because wearing their uniforms has kept them in a more serious mindset. And we have those days where my kids are in their pajamas and doing their homework under the dining room table. Like that's just where they want to be with, you know, their pajamas still on. So we're yeah, just whatever, taking, whatever works, you know, yeah, we're taking it a day at a time. But, but the other thing that I would just add is, you know, my husband and I decided to just talk to them in um, age appropriate language about what was going on. Um, we just decided we, you know, again, it's my world working in television news. I was getting a lot of information at all times and, you know, reporting on it. And so we've just been trying to talk them through it in age appropriate ways to hopefully to take away some of the fear and the anxiety, um, and to keep them in the loop on it. So that is just something that we chose to do. And I I think it's been helpful for them to maybe able to process it a little bit better. And again, not have it be a big, scary thing, but let's, okay. We need to be aware of washing our hands. This is why we're staying inside and not playing with our friends instead of just saying no. Um, so it's been, and it's been fun. I mean, my gosh, our kids are smart and the questions they're asking me, I'm so proud of them and how they're processing it. Yeah. And I also think just for me as a parent, I feel more connected to my kids learning now, you know, cause I mean, my kids are a little bit older, but I, I think especially, you know, just kind of seeing what they're learning and really being a part of it, I think has been another, has been like kind of silver lining for me. 
Um, so like, let's say if like one of the, one of the things that my son was learning just, just recently, I was like, you know what? He's like, Oh, I don't want to watch. Cause it was a recorded video. I was like, well, let me watch it with you and we could just watch it. We could do it together. So I think there's like a lot of opportunities for parents to, you know, really get involved. And I think it makes you closer too, cause you kind of see like what their day is like and who Absolutely. they're interacting with and how the teachers are teaching. Um, and yeah, me too. Just giving my hats off to to the teachers because, you know, as you know, doing doing virtual um, doing telepractice myself, it is a steep learning curve to learn how to do it online. So yes, yes. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about was just the song that you wrote for One More Hug. Can you talk about that? Oh, thank you. Yes. So it's part of our routine when I tuck the boys into bed and especially with Chase when he was little, my oldest. Um, I played the guitar, not overly well, but I know the basic chords to be able to play a lot of lullabies and tunes. And so it became part of our routine for me to play the guitar and tuck him into bed and we'd sing songs together. And when I decided to write the children's book, I just thought, gosh, I would love to do a lullaby. And I've been involved in the music industry um, on and off since college. One of my first internships right out of college was for a wonderful music producer here in Nashville, Tennessee named Michael Oakes. Um, he's written songs for Josh Groban, for television shows like The Simpsons, um, Jackie Velasquez. He's great composer, incredible composer. Interned for him. And then Becca, like 15 years later, we kept in touch. And when this book came out, I called him up and I said, Michael, I want to write a children's song. And I really kind of did it more to like pick his brain about it. And he said, Megan, I'll write it with you. And so he co-wrote it with me. And I pulled in my friend, Lucas Hogue, who's a country singer. And we just sat for a couple hours one afternoon and the song came out. It's so similar to the book process when it's meant to be the lyrics just, you know, they come out on paper and we came up with this sweet lullaby. It's very much a team effort. And then went into the studio and I recorded it. He's like, you have to sing it. You have to be the one to sing this because you're, you're the mom singing about your son. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we put this song together and um, I just wanted to release it along with the book because it was just a, sort of an extension of the conversation. You know, again, putting my kids to sleep at night with my guitar was part of our routine and part of a way I could reassure them. So we've got my son's voice on the, on the song at the very end too. He has a little part at the very end of the track, which was fun to record. So how, so where could we find the song? Yeah. So you can find the song on YouTube. If you just put in one more, we actually named the song one more and my name, Megan Alexander, it should pop up. It's also on iTunes just called one more. Um, and yeah, and we, we, um, it's just out there. I mean, I'm not really doing it for profit. It's just hopefully going to be a blessing. We put together a music video with myself and, um, my fellow songwriters and then my sons in it, we sort of reenacted the bus stop scene where he runs back for one more hug and some different scenarios with parents and their kids needing one more hug. So that was fun to do too, just creatively. Um, you guys can see the, the music video on YouTube. Wow. That's amazing. That's really amazing. I think it's and also like a really nice, I don't know, I think a nice carryover activity to do with your kids. So you know, just reading the book, like for any parents out there who are, who are listening, you know, to read the book, and then to play the song and, and see, you know, what your kids think about it. And, and also one of the other activities that I've learned about is just, you know, looking at the lyrics and talking about the lyrics with your kids. Because, you know, the lyrics are so meaningful and there's so much language in music. 
Yeah. So, you know, I just talking and also just talking about emotions, like I'm really talking about emotions and feelings, but you know, your character has a lot of emotions throughout the book, you know, just maybe feeling anxious about going on the bus and then feeling comforted when he gets a hug and feeling maybe sad when he's leaving, but happy, you know, later in the book. So I also think just from that perspective, it's like another another thing that you could focus on is teaching emotions. Because a lot of kids, like a lot of young kids, you know, they 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 have certain feelings, but they don't have a name for it. Yes. So, and I, I think music also brings out so much emotion. So, yes, I'm I'm definitely going to be sharing that in the description, um, a link to your song and your video because that that sounds amazing. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. So, do you have any more plans for any any future books? You know, I will tell you that what the next project looks like it could be is a children's lullaby album. Wow. Um, Michael Oakes and I, my my songwriter and long time ago boss when I was an intern, we talked about doing a children's lullaby album together, all original songs. Um, we just talked about it the other day. So I think that's the next project. I would love to do another children's book. Um, I can't think of anything at this exact moment. So I think it probably would be more the children's the children's lullaby album. But I, I got to say, Becca, I have just loved being in this world. I meeting other children's authors, all the wonderful books that my kids read. You know, it's just such a wonderful space to be in, especially as a parent. So if there's a chance I could do another one, I would love it. Um, you know, it's got to be a moment, right? We've got to see what the story would be, and that it would be organic and and it would be real. So hoping that maybe something will take shape down the road. Exactly. I mean, I definitely think it's one of those things that you can't force. It sort of just comes about. Yes, then it's right absolutely. there. Yeah. yeah. So that's so that's so that's really exciting. So you're also a singer. I am. I yeah, I've sung my whole life in church and just really enjoy it. And the process of writing a song is just so much fun. It's just so creative and it's just neat. So it would be fun to tackle a children's album with maybe some more upbeat songs and then maybe some softer songs. We'd like to do something like that. Well, I look forward to seeing all your work. You have so many interesting projects and you're really very creative. Thank you. I enjoy it. Like you, it's fun to dabble in a lot of different projects. It's very fun to be able to do that. It keeps life interesting. Oh, that's for sure. So is there anything else that you want to talk about before we finish up? Oh, I just want people to know that, again, writing this book has been so fun and such a blessing because of the conversations with other parents and other grandparents. So one of the neatest um, opportunities for me has been to personalize the book. And so if anybody wants to go to my website, obviously you can get it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and hopefully when the bookstores open back up in a bookstore. But if you want to get a personalized copy, just go to my website, makeanalexander.com. And there's a form you can fill out where I would love to write a message, maybe for Mother's Day or for a birthday or for Christmas. It's been fun to give this book as a present, you know, for, for families that just had a baby. It would be my honor to personalize a book to people and I will take care of mailing it to you. I think that, I think that's wonderful. I honestly think it should be in like every parent's library because I just, it's like a, it's a book full of love. It really is. I, I just love, I just loved it. I really loved it. And, um, you know, I just think it's very special and it's something that we could, as parents, we could all relate to. And our kids don't just need the hugs. You know, we need the hugs, like you said. 
So um, anyway, it was so wonderful talking with you today. And thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and your work and your inspiration between, you know, behind all your work. Thank you, Becca. Wonderful to chat with you. Thank you for listening today. Listen and learn with us at Language During Mealtime.